Hello and welcome back to the Living Imperfectly podcast with me, your host, Claire. You're listening to the podcast that provides you with real honest discussions on how embracing imperfection can be a helpful approach to improving our relationship with food, body image, exercise and navigating through our messy lives in general. Today's episode is quite a personal one, so let's get started. This episode was one of those ones that I was unsure to put out, but I did my usual. I deloaded my brain into a journal to figure out if this would actually be helpful for anyone. And here we are. My reasons for sharing this one are firstly, to act in line with my value of authenticity. Now, knowing your values doesn't mean it's going to be easy to act in line with them. There will be bumps along the way. That is, that's just life. And this is me, my life. It's imperfect and messy, just like you and everyone else. And for me, authenticity is using my voice and not pushing down things that I want to talk about, which for the majority of my my life is what I used to do. I, I didn't use my voice. So, yeah. I also want to show people that you can talk about anything instead of avoiding these uncomfy conversations because I I don't feel that we get much benefit from pushing our emotions down into a box and tends to fuel that feeling of shame, which I don't know about you, but feeling shame, it's not really a nice thing to feel. Also, a huge thing is I want to help raise awareness. So I'm going to be honest and share with you that the last several months, maybe six months, maybe a bit longer, I've been a bit, hmm, I've been on a bit of a life discovery, I'll call it that. And the way that I've been describing myself um, is that I've been showing up very beige, which I know is not me. And yeah, I am not beige. I am definitely a colourful uh, character, I would say. And anybody that knows me knows that. And well, this might explain a few things. <laughs> so I'm going to cut to the chase and just say it. I have recently been diagnosed with ADHD. I went for the diagnosis being well aware that this was a possibility, um, that this would perhaps be the outcome. I, I wasn't 100% sure that that was what, you know, what I was going to have this outcome, but I did. Uh, and also somehow I managed to bag a, a two for one deal. And I also got diagnosed with complex PTSD as well. And if you've listened to uh, my episode 21, my journey and why I coach the way I coach, then you might already be thinking, well, that makes total sense, the complex PTSD part because of my childhood. But actually, for me, because I, I wasn't going, I was only going for a diagnosis of ADHD, I wasn't going for anything else. I genuinely just thought that I had dealt with all of my childhood traumas because I've done so much bloody therapy, like completed it, mate. Um, so to get the complex PTSD diagnosis was actually a big shock for me. It it still is a big shock for me if I'm if I'm being honest. And um, it definitely has sparked a lot of 
emotional eating um i would say is the the biggest thing that i'm finding that is really having to work on the tools to reduce the emotional eating um and all the other tools that I highly recommend when it comes to um, emotional eating as well. But I'm having to revisit, I guess, this um, the side of things that I work with clients on. And, you know, it it feels like I guess I'm sharing this to, to say that even when we do work on things, we go to therapy or we work on our relationship with food, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean that's it completed for life. And we're you know never going to need to tackle some of these things. But when you do the work and you see the signs and you understand it and you have the tools and you know how to apply it and um, it makes taking action as uncomfortable as it is it makes taking action a little bit easier because you know what to do Um, it's about meeting yourself with a self-compassion in those moments to say that it's it's not a step backwards it's just a bit of a bumpy ride on this life roller coaster as I like to say and it's about taking ownership and navigating in a way that you want to navigate your life. Um, again, doesn't necessarily mean it's easy uh, to actually pause, cultivate a pause and apply these tools. Um, but it is really, really beneficial because it helps you to move forward ultimately and not feel like you're going backwards. Um, so yeah, so I'm back at therapy, which is, you know, thought I completed it. I'm back and I'm doing, a, a, I always get this, the letters around the wrong way, EMDR, which is, um, it's been quite intense and I'm not fully ready to speak about it because I'm like, I'm deep in the trenches with it right now. Um, and I don't, I just don't, I don't think that's needed as well. So yeah, anyway, I've gone off path already. <laughs> Um, so just to give some insight to actually to anybody that's listening, that's like, what the bloody hell is ADHD? Why is she throwing about all these letters? Well, I'll give you a little summary of it, what I'm aware of. And I am not claiming to be any kind of expert here, but what I know f- about it so far, because I definitely have hyper-focused and read a lot and listened to a lot. But to summarize, there are three forms of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, aka ADHD and these are um, inattentive ADHD which is characterized by problems regulating attention and there's the hyperactive impulsive ADHD which is characterized by impulsive and hyperactive behavior and then there's combined type of ADHD, which there's the the combination of both, so inattention, hyperactivity, impulsivity, um, they're all present. And in my true style of me, of course, I needed to have the combined type because you know naturally, I just need to have it all. Um, so yeah, I have um both the inattention and the hyperactivity and the impulsivity in my life and. It's quite chaotic, I would say, at times. Um, so, yeah, so I was basically, just to give you insight, I was completely oblivious to thinking that I had ADHD um, until my husband showed me a video showing uncommon signs of ADHD. And, of course, at first I said, absolutely no way. I know myself more than anybody. I know me, and this is definitely not me. But then... <laughs> 
secretly went into my office and naturally hyper-focused and listened to a, a lot of podcasts, did a lot of reading. Definitely, yeah, definitely didn't hyper-focus on it. <laughs> I was still unsure though at this point and I still shrugged it off and, and I wasn't quite ready to, to take this on. Um, but I went and did some online tests. I was scoring really high in in all of them. The female one, which I didn't even, I didn't know as well, there's a difference with female, how it presents in females as well, which was, yeah, it was a whole load of educating myself on something that I didn't really know much about. But I was seeing all these things and, you know, then you start seeing things on social media and then you get more and more floods in. And I was thinking, I'm, no, I'm not, I'm not doing this. This is just the information that's coming in. It's making me think that I have. So, you know, I'm going to go and see a medical professional and actually get some, you know, advice on this because, you know, I feel like sometimes you can get carried away with things and I'm like, no. So, yeah, I was still was not ready to admit, even though scoring really high. Um, but when my doctor said, yeah, yeah, let's let's explore this, I then started to come to a place of accepting that it was a possibility but still very open-minded and if I'm being brutally honest which I always am is I was actually quite negative I said things like you know I don't want to label myself and attach myself to a label you know I know me and that kind of thing um but then I spoke to a psychologist that I'm not actually working with her um she yeah she's not my psychologist or anything but I know her and I mentioned about this um about going for a diagnosis and this feeling of like the labels and stuff like that she actually made me see things in a completely different way um about how you know like labeling ourselves it's not it's not about the label you know like ADHD it's it's actually about un learning and understanding ourselves and now and being able to be aware of these things like ADHD and how it presents in me and that actually was a good thing because then I could actually break down things to then start to implement strategies to support me before I even got a diagnosis because I just thought let's get curious the things that aren't supportive me that are showing is potentially ADHD and start to implement things and trial it out um so yeah so so that's where I'm at really and <laughs> I'm now coming to a place where I've gone from like you know being fearful of labeling myself to joking now with my friends saying I, uh, I'm Claire Dunn, MSC, ADHD, CPTSD, or however I say it, like just kind of making a bit of a humor about it. And it's just a way, I guess, for my mind just to feel okay with it now. Um, so yeah, but really, ultimately, I'm, I'm still the same person. I don't, I'm not, it doesn't define me. Um, I don't, it's, I'm just Claire, basically um but yeah I'm gonna skip the, the process of like getting the actual diagnosis itself as I don't think it's something that I fully want to talk about I I don't feel that it's required in this podcast and yeah personally I find it really really I find it quite challenging to go over all all of my life again so 
so yeah um but equally saying that I'm so glad it did because you know my whole life makes total sense but yeah I think like on reflection of getting a diagnosis it, like it, when I say all of my life makes total sense I really it really does you know I've always said things like jokingly but really actually feeling it like oh I'm just wired up differently or you know I've always felt like I think different or this feeling of like mis being misunderstood and um, there's lots of compensating behaviors to feel understood as well I've always felt like I'm the black sheep of the family which to be fair that actually might be true um this feeling of like the being the rebel the naughty one the one that won't conform um the kid that was very capable of doing very well at school um but I left at 15 I just it just didn't I just I just couldn't do school and it's weird because like academically you know I I did uh, a master's not that that really means anything but you know after you know I didn't do any hires I didn't I did an online master's degree you know it just doesn't make sense when you like look at like how things have worked out for me um it's just this kind of really confusing misunderstood feeling like ping-ponging as well between this insane hyper focus on things like to the point like I can only explain it as insane like laser focus to the point where like everything that's around me is like not happening in my world because I'm focused on this um task and then you know feeling like a Duracell bunny like lots of energy which you know is great at times but then you know that leads to to burnout if you don't you know watch that and then this total opposite of insane procrastination like over the really simple tasks like it it feels paralyzing to, it feels like a like I physically can't do them it, it's I, yeah it all makes sense now but I've always felt really frustrated with this and like really annoyed at myself with it and it's like why why does everybody else manage to do these things and I can't do these things and this is ridiculous and used to really speak quite negatively and very self-critical towards myself about it um and I'm always feeling like very frustrated that and pissed off as well I have to work so bloody hard to feel emotionally regulated so that's kind of going back to my episode about the window of tolerance and you know I teach about a lot about the window of tolerance and being emotionally regulated and isn't it funny like it's because I, I really do have a deep understanding of it because this is something I really have to try hard on on my for myself so yeah like I say having this diagnosis it does not change me but it actually fuels things in a different, more positive way for me because I now can like really embrace my strengths because those were the things I actually used to feel ashamed of. And on the other side, it gains this deeper understanding of the parts of ADHD that, you know, I struggle with so that I can actively like trial and error strategies to hopefully build things that are going to support me really to emphasize the kind of the need of meeting myself with self-compassion through this stuff instead of feeling shame and also I can now communicate 
like these things so much easier and and explain why I maybe be struggling with things like it's already had a huge shift in our family dynamics because my husband he would feel like did not understand why I couldn't do certain little tasks in the house he would it would like not piss him off but you do just you know what like it's like little friction and it was like little things like (laughs) the simplest task for me of taking the recycling out is like I, I don't know what happens in my there must be a certain point in the kitchen where something way more exciting I can catch it in my eye and and I just leave the recycling at a certain point in the kitchen and I'm laughing about it now but this used to cause like arguments and now I'm like now I go to take out the recycling and I know what's the way to happen so I'm now able to do it but for the days that I just have been distracted it means that my husband gets it he knows I've tried but he knows that there's been oh look there's a bird oh there's something else more shiny and you know I've got distracted and he can know that I meant well so yeah it's been quite fascinating to like I guess uncover all of this um and to yeah to really uncover like that there's been so much struggle in my life and yeah it's just it's been yeah it's been it's been insightful and also it's been really really nice to speak to my closest friends and about my diagnosis and actually the majority in fact all of them weren't shocked at all and like some of them have said they probably could have given me that diagnosis themselves but it's a this is like a really a a reminder that I really want you to, to take from this episode is to hold on to the people that are closest to you like really know that they're those people that are closest to you, the ones that really fully accept you as you, like as you truly are with all your flaws, those are the ones that you you can't let them go because it, it's times like this that you're just like, God, I've got the best friends. I've got the best people around me. They, they just get me and accept me. I mean, they might not get me all the time, but they accept me. And now I can accept me. And it's quite nice. Right, try not get emotional here. Um, so yeah, it's this deeper understanding of of me. Lots of light bulb moments, lots of validating myself, and really starting to get back that color um, that I talk about, like to stop being so beige and actually embrace my superpowers because they are actually superpowers. And to stop beating myself about the the unhelpful ADHD traits. So like I said at the start, I wasn't really, you know, sure about putting this out there because it's like that just thing where you, I, I don't really like that, oh, whoa, me type thing. But, you know, I do know that the importance of sharing things is, or sharing things to the level that I feel I want to share is helpful um, for some people. I'm sure not for everybody, but I'm sure there will be somebody. And that's what really drives me to get out of my own way and use my voice. Also as well, it's ADHD Awareness Month. And I felt like, you know what, if there's ever a better time to do it, it's it's now because 
it's so important to raise awareness because you know whether that's somebody that has ADHD and is going through this process or they think they might have ADHD and are not sure yeah they're, they're just in kind of this limbo place or anybody that's actually close to anybody that's got ADHD or going through the process of getting a diagnosis you know there might be some things that I've said that you're like okay I get that or I've heard that before um I'm not an expert in this area but hopefully there's something in here that's helpful and it's also I really want to say this but to highlight that ADHD is not like a trendy thing I think sometimes these kind of diagnoses and things that are becoming more aware it's it's because we have social media now and we have the internet and we have there's more things that are happening research and things are we're growing in in life and that it's more available this information I mean Jesus if I had known about this when I was a kid or you know it was recognized at a younger age who knows what my life would be but you know there's no point in getting stuck into that mindset it's more about you know your your I have now and now I can do something about it and hopefully you know I can live live until I'm in my 90s and have still a long way of my life of living in a much more healthier not healthier in a much more helpful way so yeah and again I'm going to say this but the reminder to be bloody kind to each other like you have zero clue what is going on in people's lives I mean I get it like we can get frustrated and pissed off with other people but really that, that doesn't really help anything you know and also as well check in on those that are around you that are close to you that tend to have all their shit together um because they might not they might just be very good at holding their shit together this is definitely one of my traits and how I operate and it's definitely a thing that I really am working on improving on so yeah so I'm going to wrap this up by summarizing a a few things really that yeah so gaining this diagnosis has been a wild roller coaster of uncomfy emotions but it's also been so it's been a deeper understanding of me and yeah it's it's been amazing actually in that aspect and there's a few things I quotes not quotes yeah a quote that I want to share as well that I hope is helpful so something that I read on the ADHD love Instagram page was the grief and joy of adult ADHD diagnosis and it really just this hit home to me so joy finally having language to explain our struggles and accessing the support that we need to function and grief imagining what life could have been like if we had been supported earlier and how many dark days could have been avoided and I'm also going to share something that I wrote down as I as soon as I received my diagnosis I wrote this down and I really do hope this is helpful I said all par- all parts of me make sense the battle with me is over and then I cried a lot but then I've actually reflected on this and the battle isn't actually over 
but it's more of an acceptance that there has been a battle and I no longer need to fight against myself. I no longer need a battle. I have acceptance. And that is pretty uh, big breakthrough for me. So I'm going to sum this up and say thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this personal podcast. I hope that you've taken something that has helped in, in some way. Feel free to reach out to me anytime, as always. My contact details are in the show notes. And also, I, I've added some links in the show notes as well for anybody that's looking for more information and support with ADHD. And I really look forward to meeting you again on the next episode.